Hi, it's Dr. Chelsea, and this is a really special episode. Today is the Passion for Dance podcast birthday. One year ago, I started this journey, and because I launched the show on my actual birthday, it's also my birthday. <laughs> so to celebrate one year and 50 episodes of the show, I figured it was time to share a little more about my own story and some of the moments in my dance life that have shaped who I am today and why I do this work. I'm getting a little more personal today, but many of you asked to hear my story. And I think all of us have important moments in our dance lives that have shaped us. And when I went to prepare for this episode and look back over those important moments, a pretty clear theme emerged. All of my life, I've been shaped by trying to please others while still staying in my values. And that constant struggle between people pleasing and staying true to who I am became the foundation of a lot of the work that I do now. So here's a little bit about my personal dance life and the lessons that came out of it. Welcome to the Passion for Dance podcast. I'm Dr. Chelsea, a former professional dancer and dance team coach turned sports psychologist. This podcast focuses on four main pillars, motivation, resilience, mindset, and community. Each week, you'll learn actionable strategies, mindsets, and tips to teach your dancers more than good technique. This is a podcast where we can all make a lasting impact and share our passion for dance. Let's do this. So I have always had pretty strong values. I grew up with a tight family unit. I have wonderful parents and a sister that I'm really close to. But even though I think I could probably articulate values at a young age, I didn't always know how to stand up for those values when someone challenged them. One of those values is relationships. It's important to me to support the people in my circle and maintain those close ties. But that means I had to learn some hard lessons about letting go of relationships that were pushing me away from my values, or I had to figure out how to just be okay with a relationship that ends after it's clear we're not on the same page, even if I still really care about them. I feel so many negative emotions when my values and my relationships collide. There's sadness, rejection, and often grief at losing a relationship even if I know it's not serving me anymore, or even if it's actually hurting my growth. But being a dancer and many of the relationships in my dance life has taught me more about my values and how to speak up for them than I think any other aspect of my life. One of the first times that a dance experience shaped my life was my freshman year of high school. I was away living out of state for the summer as an apprentice with a ballet company. It was my first time away from home for that long. It was, you know, weeks and weeks and weeks. And at that time I was living in a dorm room and honestly feeling really lonely. I don't know if you've been to college dorms, but they are really sparse. And especially when you're only moving in for the summer, you don't like bring all the stuff. So it's the, you know, white blank walls and it was not super inviting and really lonely. And I'm naturally pretty quiet and even more so when I was 14. So it was hard for me to reach out and meet people. After about two weeks, I was feeling really sad. I wished I could make friends, but I didn't really know how to go about it. Finally, another dancer stepped in. After rehearsals one night, a dancer who was actually in the company's core, so she wasn't an apprentice like me, she was someone I had been watching and admiring this whole time, but she invited me to go to coffee with them after rehearsals. 
I was so excited. It meant the world to me to be included. And now this is the 90s. There was not a Starbucks on every corner and I was not a coffee drinker as I am now, but we got to the coffee shop. So I am just trying to fit in, but I have no idea what is even on the menu. I don't even know what these words mean. The only thing I recognized was espresso, like a little shot of it. And it was the only word I knew. So I was about to order one when the dancer who invited me kind of saw my panic and hesitation and she probably recognized my confusion. She leaned over so that I wasn't embarrassed in front of everybody else. And she said, order a vanilla steamed milk. So I did. And for the record, it's delicious. That simple gesture of not only including me with the rest of the company dancers, but helping me feel comfortable and you know able to walk around town with a warm drink in my hands, that it just absolutely changed me that night. And it may seem weird to say a steamed milk changed my life, but it did. A dancer who I admired, who I watched in rehearsals, who I dreamed of dancing like her one day, she included me in her world. I felt like I belonged and like I actually had a chance to be one of them someday. And maybe I was reading a lot into it and it was just a steamed milk. But to this day, if I'm sad or feeling lonely, I order a vanilla steamed milk and it lifts my mood. The lesson that day for me was more than inclusion. It was about looking for those dancers who were coming up after you. I figured out I didn't have to go through this apprentice journey alone. And that night gave me the confidence to introduce myself to other new dancers. And I ended up making great friends and loving my time there. That night instilled a value in giving back and helping others on their journey. What I'm sure to her was a really simple, small gesture completely changed me. So that's become a big part of why I do what I do now. I started this podcast as a way to create a community of dance educators and to support those in all different phases of our careers. It's not just about people who are younger or earlier in their career than me. It's everyone, no matter our age or experience, we all have more to learn and something to contribute. And while I don't even know her name anymore, I wish I did. (laughs) I have to thank that ballet dancer for including me and ordering me a steamed milk. It changed the path of my life and instilled a strong value of community. I want to share with you that I have a brand new free online workshop coming up for coaches, and I would love to see you there. If you coach a school team, middle school, high school, or college, I put together something special just for you. It's called the Positive Coaching Framework. In this workshop, I'm going to show you exactly how to assess your own coaching, see which positive coaching strategies you're already good at and where you could improve. There are three pillars to positive coaching, mindset, motivation, and resilience. And I'll break it all down for you with a few tips on how you can get started. If you're listening to this episode when it goes live, the training is coming up this Sunday, February 27th. If you're getting this after that, or you know you can't make it, then I encourage you to check out the website anyway for the replay or future workshop dates that may be coming up. Go to chelseaparati.com slash framework to register for this free workshop. That's chelseaparati.com slash framework. You'll see the link in the show notes, and I'd love to see you at this fun new workshop. And while that's a happy memory, I'm sure it's true for many of you as well that not all the dance stories that shaped me are happy ones. 
but they contributed to my current passion and my ability to help others. So they are an important part of my story. So here's one of those. There was a time that my director was thanking me on stage, in public, on, a, on the mic, in front of everyone after my final performance before I was moving on for the company. And she was celebrating me and trying to be really nice and polite. And she jokingly said how smart I am, but then she kind of side-eyed and added, sometimes too smart for her own good. The crowd giggled and laughed, and I know she was trying to be light, but I was crushed. Of course, I smiled. I pretended to laugh on stage with everyone else, but it really hurt. To The people pleaser in me really wanted to stay quiet, and I don't think I've ever actually said out loud to anyone how much that stung in the moment, how ashamed I felt, and it honestly ruined my final show for me. Instead, I moved forward, and I pretended like everything was fine. And in the years since, I've finally started to lean into my academic nature, my love of books and science and teaching, and I see it as a positive rather than something to be embarrassed about. I now see learning as one of my most important values and honestly, one of my bigger strengths. It informs all of my work today. I'm always seeking to learn from others, contribute where I can, and teach what I know to anyone who wants to learn with me. So while that day on stage nearly brought me to tears in front of the live audience, it taught me how much learning matters to me and that I shouldn't be ashamed of that. So if you have a value or a strength or something in you that other people have put down or made fun of you or teased you about it, don't let them take that away from you. And following that theme of feeling shame, here's another one. I am one who is easily embarrassed and I also really care about what other people think. I wish I didn't. I so admire people who don't, but I understand now that self-consciousness is just a part of my personality and I need to embrace it. So there are times when I was so embarrassed as a dancer that I nearly left the sport. And one such time was when I was a guest soloist for a ballet company. I went in for my costume fitting. So now if you're not familiar with the ballet world, Let me preface this by saying tutus are expensive and costume departments will often have a lot of them that are used over and over again to save time and money. So when I went in and met with the costume department, they gave me one of those tutus, assuming it was going to work for this production, but it was clear that this tutu was not going to fit me. I am curvier than your average ballerina and that thing was not going to zip and cover my chest. There was no way. The seamstress was clearly distressed. I was mortified and embarrassed. And like many dancers, you know, my self-image hasn't always been great, but I'm usually okay. But that day when it was clear that that tutu was not going to fit my body, it was, it was rough. And it felt like a message of, see, you weren't meant to do this. You don't belong here. She made some quick remarks like, oh, it's okay. I'll fix it. And she kind of quickly shooed me out. But I found out a week later that they would actually be making me a whole new costume, but the cost was coming out of my paycheck. And wouldn't you know it, I never got another solo. So looking back, that day was filled with so much shame and embarrassment, but I came out of it stronger and more confident than ever. The bigger lesson for me besides the body confidence, which I still fully believe in, but the bigger lesson there was that It helped me establish the value that dancers don't have to look like or act like everyone else in order to be liked and valued and included. So now I work to build a community where every type of dancer, every background, every race, age, gender, everyone is welcome. 
because back then I didn't fit the mold and I didn't think I belonged. And my professional career ended really shortly after this experience. But now I believe in fighting for more inclusion and equity because I know that this story is just a blip in the types of experiences that other dancers have gone through. So while I'm grateful for that lesson and what it has got me, we still have a lot of work to do as an industry. These three stories are just a part of my journey, but my values of inclusion, learning, and community are living strong and are a big reason why this podcast exists. I want to be someone who helps other people be dance coaches with impact. I want to create that ripple effect where my passion and knowledge can help others that have the same passion and knowledge bring it to their dance communities and spread the learning and create an even bigger impact. I believe in coaching and teaching from the philosophy of positive psychology, and that informs all the workshops I do and the lessons I have inside my dance coach membership. I won't stand for bullying or stifling others' voices or hurting our young dancers through outdated practices. I put relationships first, and I firmly stand in my personal values of learning, caring, reflecting, and achieving. But bringing it back to the podcast and all of you, this is a part of my business, and Being a dancer has shaped my business values too. As you just heard, a personal value is reflection. I've done a lot of that lately as I celebrate one year of the show and my 40th birthday. But all of the relationships and dance educators I've been able to meet have been an incredible part of this experience. So I figure now is is as good a time as any to share my company's values with you. Because if you're still here listening to me, you know, maybe we share a lot of the same passions. First, I value community. We can't and shouldn't go it alone. And I focus on support over competition. Second, I value personal growth. All of the dance educators I work with seem to agree with my value of learning. There's always more. We're all a beautiful work in progress. I believe in integrity, where I give the best I can in the moment and strive to show up as my best self, whatever that looks like that day. And next, I value confidence. I want to help all of us step into our strengths as coaches, knowing we can help our dancers do the same and help them learn those huge life lessons that we all know come from dance. And finally, I believe in impact. We are all doing this work for the impact we can make on the dancers we care about. We are here for more than just dance. So there's a little more about my story, how it led to this podcast and the values that are at the foundation of my whole business. So if you're new to this community or if you've been here for years, thank you for listening and being a huge part of my dance journey. You are all now a big part of that. So this birthday celebration is pretty special to me and I am grateful to share it with all of you. I know I always end with this, but today it feels especially true. Please keep sharing your passion for dance with the world. <laughs>